0: is happening everybody thank you for once again joining us on this little adventure in podcasting we like to call grab life by the controller this week's episode is a very special episode i say very special a lot but it is the very first time we have these guests on the program so why don't we just get into it why don't we grab life by the controller Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time on the Grab Life by the Controller podcast, we—it
1: ha- really is—it
0: really is. It really I is. Just, like, I'm
1: realizing this. I'm, what?
0: We have the one and only tag team, husband wife, stream team, Kizarks on the program with us. What is happening, you guys?
2: How's it going? Thanks for having us.
0: Well, why don't I let you guys introduce yourself? Because when they say. You know, when they hear husband and wife and then they they hear one person, they're like, that's weird.
2: (laughs) He's he's the more vocal
3: one. I'm not. I'm a mute. mute.
2: (laughs) So so I'm Thomas. I'm the husband half of the husband and wife duo. Oh,
3: my goodness. And I'm Amanda. I am the wife part of that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I i also am the one who likes to make things awkward yes, um no true. so i'm i'm thomas um me and amanda have been married just shy of four years it would be four years and about a month and a half and mm-hmm. about a year and a half ago ish year and eight months we yeah. decided we were going to start streaming and we've been having fun with it ever since
0: yeah okay so peach's jaw just uh-huh. dropped <laughs>
1: and so did yours well, don't lie don't just say hey, it was me you.
0: <laughs> quiet you <laughs> this is my show uh, so you guys have been married for just shy of four years we mm-hmm. have also been married just shy of four yeah, years. yeah
3: we're like i remember we're like a month i think we're like a month apart or something like that isn't it
0: yeah i think and it is the, and you guys got married for us we found mm-hmm. this stuff when you guys came to our house and hung out yeah Uh And I forgot all about it until you just said so. (laughs) So, I drank a lot
3: that night. (laughs) It was water, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: There were adult (laughs) beverages
2: present. A lot of pictures drawn. By the end of it, I was wondering where all the rum had gone. (laughs) (laughs) So
0: we thought we would talk with some awesome gaming couples. And you guys were one of the first people that we could think of. Like, I thought of someone else, but <laughs> just well, I, I'm always wow. thinking about Thomas. Thomas is like my uh, my taller shadow. Mm-hmm.
2: Un- understandable. Have very a nice very light shadow. <laughs> yeah, very exactly. light. And taller, slightly taller light
1: shadow.
2: We're, we're about the same size. Okay. We're, we're we're getting off into the <laughs> weeds. That's all details. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Donnie are basically the same.
0: We basically are. We we have the same sense of humor. Like, that's one of the reasons why we get along so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a little backstory. I I have no idea how we started following each other other than the fact I that do. it is Kirkade's fault.
3: I do remember. <laughs> it's all Kirk's fault. Me and you, me and you specifically, were just talking, going crazy with each other back and forth. i like, this person seems pretty cool. We'll follow. But I hadn't well, well, seen yeah,
0: the but I. What I'm saying is, I believe it's Kirk's fault.
3: Oh, no, it is Kirk's fault. Like, I it always it's just, just some raided. random
0: happen chance. You yeah. know, it, but it was... we, were
3: both, we were both messing with Kirk <laughs> oh, okay. and we were both having that chat go off. I was like, this person seems pretty cool. And we we're both like, kind of vibing like a humorous back and forth with Kirk. And that's like, oh, okay, well, this is going well. And it was when he was playing um, Lord of Shadows 2. I remember the exact. I remember the exact game too, because I was like, "Wow, I haven't seen this!" and it was a Castlevania type game.
0: But yeah, it was, I, you know, I couldn't remember if it was the first one or the second one yeah, because second. I don't have a lot of experience with either.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remember because it was the the most different from all the different ones. Yeah,
0: exactly. It was like God of War style, and I was yeah. like,
2: "What?"
0: <laughs> so. Peaches has no idea what we are talking about. I, I have kept her out of the loop yeah. just to be able to get honest input and right. like knee jerk reactions from her. Mm-hmm. But the topic of today's episode is what makes a good game?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So, so Peaches. <laughs> I don't go first. You, you don't want to go first? <laughs> All right.
1: What well, makes a good game? Um, see, that's hard because I feel like it's different on each game.
3: I think this is exactly how me and her are the exact same, because <laughs> I wrote out like a, a, probably about like 40 pages making <laughs> this exact th- same thing as you, Peaches.
0: See, and yeah, I, didn't, I didn't write anything down because I know in my heart of hearts <laughs> oh what makes that's a good words. game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as long as it's not an RPG game, it's a good game for you.
0: No, I I don't mind our, I just can I just can't play them. I I don't like the turn-based. I'll watch it. I have no issue with watching somebody play a turn-based game and enjoying it
1: yeah. because
0: mm-hmm. then I can see them enjoying it. I don't have to wait patiently for my turn and all that BS. I'm just enjoying it with them. Okay. So, why don't we start with you, Amanda, since you brought up 40 pages worth of information. Oh, dang
3: <laughs> it. We had it all set up to where Thomas would go first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, then let's have Thomas go first. We'll have my Thomas answers. go first, and then we'll. Uh, I just we'll...
3: knew I had a lot to say. So I was going to, I know his was be getting, it's going to be a little bit smaller than mine. So I figured
2: he should <laughs> I, get I told first. her she could copy <laughs> off my homework as long as she made there it look go. a little different.
3: I didn't want to leave them without anything to say. So I figured I could do that.
2: I'm I'm being nice. I was just saying, don't want to take all your words. There you go. Oh, man. So, I mean, I guess for me, it kind of comes down to there's really two things that I like. The most games that I play, if I get, you know, heavily invested into it and I really like the game, it's because it's got a story behind it that I can. You know, I can get attached to a character. I can really, you know, you know, immerse myself in the story, whatever it is. And just doing that makes me want to play the game more and more. And I guess the other part of that is nostalgia plays a big role in that for me, because I know there's a ton of games that I love, you know, as a kid that have no story really whatsoever. But I remember playing them as a kid or I remember playing them with my friends And that makes me want to go back and play it, too. So, And that
0: that leads me into a question for you, because you talk about story, and then you talk about nostalgia. A lot of the games on Nintendo, Super Nintendo, they weren't necessarily story-driven in the Mm -hmm. game itself. Like, sometimes you'd have, like, in a company, uh, you know, manual or a strategy guide that would explain a little bit more of the story in depth. So... You know why you're on your mission, your quest, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. Mario is a prime example. Like, at the beginning of the game, you have no idea why you're tromping through, you know, the Mushroom Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Other than to save Princess Peach or do whatever. Everything is explained out in the manual. So, if you play a game that doesn't necessarily have, like, a storyline in it, but there's some accompanying text... Does that make a difference to you?
2: Um, probably. And I think, you know, kind of on the Mario example, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think that, um, you know, in that example, you know, there's so many, you know, Mario games. They've kind of built out this this franchise and this, you know, nostalgia, this story behind it, where the first game, was just it was just a fun game to play. But I don't know if it would have had the same impact if they would have made that, you know, very first game and then said, all right, we're good. We're going to go on to something else. You know, they they made a game that was mechanically fun to play. It was challenging. You know, it it got, you know, linearly more difficult as you went through the game. So it made you want to finish it. And then at the end, you you wanted to play again. So they, you know, over decades, they've now built out this story to where regardless of what the Mario game is, you know, it comes out and me and Amanda want to play it mm-hmm. because it's got that Mario attached to it.
0: See, and, and I think Nintendo did a great job with that because, you know, Super Mario 1, 2, 3, you could play any of those games without mm-hmm. playing any of the other ones. Yeah. You'd mm-hmm. be just fine. I mean, same with Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Uh, they're games that you can jump in and not have to, play anything you know the previous installment to know what's going on Mm -hmm. so while we're talking about games what what style of games are your favorite
2: um right now like almost without comparison like big open world games big story driven games like right now i'm playing the new assassin's creed valhalla that came out the Witcher, you know, Grand Theft Auto, Red Dead Redemption, those types of games where there's so much to do and they can pack so much lore into a game that it really never gets to the point where you've seen everything in the game or you know everything in the game. And even going back before, you know, those were, you know, the big titles, one of my favorite games of all time is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic uh, 1 and 2. And, you know, that's a, you know, it was a different take on Star Wars that happened, you know, way before any of the movies, but it was the same type of deal. You could go to all these places, there was all this lore, your decisions affected things later on in the game, you know. It was, again, that that story-driven, that lore that really pulled me into it.
3: First time you could choose to be on the dark side. I mean, that was yeah. insane when that came out. Just being like, oh, I could be dark. I never did it because I felt guilty. But that was still <laughs> cool that you could have that choice. I tried it like once, and the person's like, "Why would you do that?" And I felt so bad. I never made a bad choice.
0: Okay, so Amanda, have you ever played Grand Theft Auto?
3: Yes, I have played with Thomas.
0: Now, uh, are you the type of person that when you play? You know, they've got ladies of the night in the game. (laughs) You've never once, you know, paid for their services and then beat them up and took your money back? No. (laughs)
2: Beat them up. See, you could have stopped your sentence at the first half of that. Have you ever paid for their services? No. She she didn't even hear you say, and beat them up and take your money back.
3: I just beat him up. I don't need to give him money and then take it back first. (laughs) I'll just do that just for fun.
0: (laughs) See, and I think this is one of the major examples of how different Thomas and I actually are because I don't like open world games. Like, I'll play through the main missions, but if there's way too much or if there's side stuff that doesn't matter with the quest, like, it's just too much for me. I'm never going to 100% those games. I, I like it to be very linear
1: because you're a perfectionist and want to hundred percent it. Like, because those games do last like forever, and I wouldn't know. So like, oh, that... I have to be able to finish it. <laughs> well, and
0: still, that goes back to Castlevania. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of open world because you can choose to, you know, go any course that you want, but you have to backtrack. And I, I am a completionist on that. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like Metroidvania style games, but. Like, the open-world games like Grand Theft Auto, I get bored in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Set. if I don't have something that is immediately pushing me forward, mm-hmm. like, I can't just hop in one of those games and be like, yeah, I'll drive around for, you know, 15 minutes and see what kind of side quest I want to do. And
1: I've never even played that game.
0: You're, you're kind of missing out, but kind of not. Because <laughs> you just <laughs> need to experience it at least <laughs> once. Just to see what's up.
2: So all right. I just so had a yeah. quick
3: question for you. Okay. What if there was a Castlevania open world game? What would you think about that? Like an actual now with everything and it's all put into one and then
0: expanded? What would you think about actually trying that one? I I would honestly give it a shot, because mm-hmm. it's Castlevania and I'll play mm-hmm. anything Castlevania, but I can honestly say that I don't think I would ha- have the fondness for it,
2: mm-hmm. of,
0: you know, the, the way that I do for the original NES versions, mm-hmm. uh, Symphony of the Night, uh, e- even the DS games. The DS games oh, are yeah. great because they're Metroidvania style. But if it's open world, because uh, like Mirror Fate and Lords of Shadow, mm-hmm. you know, they've got that different playthrough, you know, experience that you get like Metroidvania improved on, you know, Rondo of Blood, Dracula, Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So it's it's constantly evolving. But there's there's some that I love and there's some that I play just to say I play it. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And I I think that it's like the the Spider-Man game on PS4. Mm -hmm. Like I played it. I loved it. But I hated traveling, you know, spending 10 minutes just to get the next piece of the puzzle.
3: Chase the pigeons. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah find, find all the backpacks and, and do all the tedious stuff just to progress.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like the immediate gratification of
3: mm-hmm.
0: kind of side scrolling. Yeah, I gotcha. So we've got story driven we've got nostalgia anybody have any input about music
3: oh yeah oh i i mean big time i mean if there's like music you can get away with playing a game and you can distinctly tell when music is bad i mean that's like a go to if you're playing a game and the music just doesn't go with it You notice that immediately. But when it's just like kind of flowing and everything just kind of goes, it kind of goes under the radar. But then if you try to go back and listen to it, you're like, wow, this is really good. But then there's some where it just stands out and it's like energizing you so much. Then that really picks up with you, too. But some of those ones, they go under the radar just because they're so, you know, with the atmosphere and stuff. And then there's those ones that really just like make you feel something like what's really weird and what really made me emotional as a child i think was when i first heard the um the fountain fairy song and like link to the past i don't know that like tears me up even today just cuz it's like those memories come back and i just thought that was such a pretty tune i don't know why it was but like every time i hear that little tune like the emotions come back from when i was young and hearing that for the first time and it's just, it was so magical feeling as like a young kid. And even today I hear that and it just reminds me of that same little tune. And it's not anything special, but it's still like that little nostalgia. And it just felt so perfect yeah. for for that as well. well.
0: You say that it's nothing special, but I think honestly <laughs> it is. It, and I'm I mean, glad that you yeah. specifically brought up Link to the Past. Because mm-hmm. like the overworld theme, like in the light world it's adventurous Mm -hmm. it makes you want to go out and explore it makes you want to you know fight the bad guys in the dark world it's kind of this you know you're you're under pressure to save the light world and then you go into one of those you know caves that has fairies in it Mm -hmm. and you hear this little harp tune and stuff yeah and it kind of sets you at ease because you're like Mm -hmm yeah Whew, okay I, I can regain some health or I can put fairies in a jar or something like that Let let's yeah. go <laughs> let's go do this I mean
2: yeah and I think too that you know when we're going back to games like that before the the software before the games had all the graphics and all the everything else it was you know a necessity for that type of music to build the atmosphere of the Mm -hmm. game you know fill in some of those gaps that the the technology wasn't at yet Mm -hmm. and then seeing that carried over into you know modern day games it just shows a really really nice you know attention to detail because you know if all the music is just right and it flows and it gets you pumped up when it needs to and it relaxes you when Mm -hmm. it needs to you know that if they put that much attention into the music that you're probably going to get a good game because they're paying attention to all the details that make a good game when you you know probably one of the more uh recognizable you know really popular games that you know everyone loves the music for is like the original halo games Mm -hmm. you know you talk about music that you know goes really well with whatever's happening in the game that's mm-hmm. you know really iconic, I think a lot of people when they hear that you know start screen on Halo have all these nostalgic feelings coming back. Mm-hmm.
0: you wanna know something funny about Halo? Yes, so I am big into video game music
2: mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one of the first tracks that actually grabbed me and pulled me into the game was Building on Fire, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game. Mm-hmm. Created a sense of emergency and, you know, we got to get to April. Mm-hmm. And then you progress through you know, the different consoles in the way that they do music. Halo is actually responsible for helping to save uh, symphonies around the country because Halo has an amazing soundtrack. I, mm-hmm. I don't give the Xbox yeah. a lot of love. But <laughs> I, I will or say <laughs> I, I give it some. I, I I don't have a lot of experience with it because I was a Sony fanboy. But you know, doing the podcast and stuff really opened my eyes and ears as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they are almost single handedly responsible for keeping a lot of symphonies in business because mm-hmm. They needed people to record music for them. Mm -hmm. And as much as I love Castlevania, as much as I love Kingdom Hearts, stuff like that, they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, you've got symphonies that, you know, travel all over that do video game themes and and stuff like that. But Halo pretty much set the standard for uh, integrating the symphony in with their their music.
3: I just remember when we first got it and the first just, you know, the starting screen with just the singing. <laughs> and everyone has tried that in a place where there's an echo. <laughs> everyone has tried to sing that. But it's just like, I don't. I just remember getting chills when that first started. And then my brother and I just like- sat there.
0: Yeah, how much a few bars? Oh.
3: <laughs> 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 now I think I'm just doing a... a Ace Ventura, (laughs) when nature calls. But um, it was just uh, so cool because it's just like some, it's so, uh, one of those things like the, it's just so simple, but it just catches you. It's just something so simple that you thought, oh, I need to, you don't need to make things complicated for it to just catch you like that. And it was just so cool. I really like that because we didn't really have a starting screen that was like that. And we just sat there and just watched that halo just rotate while we listened to these people just sing and the music start. And it was just like, wow,
2: this is really cool. And and it kind of catches you off guard the first time you hear it. Because when you 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 buy a game about, you know, blowing up aliens and stuff, you Mm -hmm. don't imagine that this symphony, you know, (laughs) that's playing in the background is going to, you don't think that those two things mesh well together, but. The way that they did it and the way that, you know, they they combined the symphony with the the style of the gameplay and the times of the gameplay and the, you know, areas you're in. It just, again, it's one of those things that just about anyone who's ever played Halo remembers that mm-hmm. as one of, like, their top things they liked about the game.
0: Now, question. Have you played a really good game... That has really horrible music in it
3: oh man i honestly can't get through those games
2: <laughs> i i don't know mm.
1: so it... i actually play games with no sound and i listen to my own music wait
2: what <laughs> like always
1: <laughs> always i always have so i don't really know what like the sounds are
3: OK, I do have a controversial thing I can say that it's not because it's bad, but it's just so repetitive that I'm just like, ugh, I get bored of it, which is not bad music. But so because it's a grindy game, it's so repetitive. It just gets I don't want to listen to it anymore. And that's Dragon Quest. <laughs> Because every battle scene is the same orchestra song every single time. It starts from the beginning and then just keeps on repeating over and over again. And then when you're going through this open world, just the same thing, repeating over and over again. You know, after 140 hours of gameplay, you do kind of get tired of that song. Uh, it's not yeah. bad, but no, it's just like, again. you know, I just kind of want a little little mix up in there. Just a, a little extra songs in there.
0: See, and that I've been playing, like... I think, Bomberman 91 on the mini tur- turbo Graphics, And Bomberman is a game that has puzzles. It's got blowing stuff up. It's got bad guys. It's, you know, completing levels. It's everything's on one screen, basically. And I enjoy it. I, I enjoy it now more than I enjoyed it when I was a kid. But it's the same thing. It's got, like, one track, at least as far as Mm -hmm. I've made it. It's got one track throughout it. And it really takes away from the game just because you can only listen to it so much.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: And that's coming from a guy who will listen to, you know, the moon on DuckTales on repeat. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we've got music. We've got... uh, nostalgia what about graphics do those play a big role in the games that you guys enjoy
2: um i think so again it's probably an atmosphere type thing you know just especially in an open world game i think those are more important um but honestly i can go back and play you know, games from the 90s, from the early 2000s, you know, that I remember playing when I was growing up. And I don't knock it for the graphics it has. I think as long, you know, personally for me, as long as it's up to par with whatever, you know, your standard graphics are at that time, I think it, it doesn't add to or take away really. You know, if it's one of those games that for the time was just, you know, the graphics blew you away, I can still, you know, appreciate that 20 Mm -hmm. years later. Um, But other than that, I mean, you know, I like playing old, you know, Game Boy games that don't have (laughs) any graphics to speak of. Or, you know, I'll still play PC games that I played as a little kid. And, you know, those graphics aren't anything to write home about. But it was what you had at the time. And I think that on that scale, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. I think with those games,
3: too, it's just like the mechanics still have to hold up. If they yeah. you go back and then they're just clunky as can be, it's going to be tough to want to keep going with it. But they're still pretty smooth, and there might be a little hiccups here and there, but it's still doable. You know, that's still going to be a fun game.
0: So one of the games that I grew up, you know, at a certain time of my life with that I tried to revisit, and it just didn't feel the same, just because of the controls, uh, is Goldeneye. Oh, like, yes. You know, it, oh, 100%. At the time it came out, it was revolutionary. It had mm-hmm. rare stamp of approval on it, you know, rare wear. And they were always graphically ahead of the pack.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But that game is so hard to play unless you're going to be dedicated to it and like take the time to refamiliarize yourself with it and get into your previous patterns with it. it it's really, really hard to go back to graphics. I, I love sexy polygons. Everybody that listens <laughs> knows I can appreciate mm-hmm. them. So the graphics doesn't bother me one bit. the The music is spot on. The nostalgia's there. It's got a story. Like so, it's checking off all the boxes, except for the controls. Just because of how far we've progressed since the N64 came out.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's one of those things too that goes back to what Amanda was saying about you know the the mechanics being good and not super clunky. GoldenEye was a game I've played one time in my entire life. I started playing it. And I was like. Uh, This isn't fun for me. I'm going to go play something else. Yeah,
3: we all know why I don't (laughs) like it, though. Why
2: don't you like it?
3: Being the youngest of five kids, um, I didn't have a choice of who I got to play. So, of course, because my brother didn't like to lose, and I trusted my brother that he would tell me the truth of who was the best player, he would choose my character, which was Jaws, and his character was always Oddjob. I don't know if you've ever played multiplayer with both those characters, but Jaws cannot hit odd job because he's too tall. <laughs> Unless you know what? he's far enough away, but other than that, if he gets just a little too close, he shoots right over his head.
0: I, I knew <laughs> that job was pretty much the cheat in the game. Mm-hmm. I've never played as Jaws, though. Yep, nope. So I, I would have had no idea...
3: I will it tell you, impossible. he was far, he was far away one time, and I was able to get a shot. And he had gotten so mad because he knew he had the cheat character, and I hit him just once. I killed him one time as jaws, and he got so mad. The better you're just cheating, you're, you're, you're screen peeking. I was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> you can, I can never kill you anyway. I was just lucky. but <laughs> That was a one time. I got to hit him. <laughs> And that's why it is not my favorite multiplayer <laughs> like, of nope. all time. Yep.
0: <laughs> so are are you guys big into multiplayer games?
2: Uh, I, I am. I yeah. enjoy them because there's a lot of games, too, that, you know, we've been talking about this recently that we probably wouldn't enjoy playing with ourselves, but we love playing with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, Going back to the Halo thing. Me and, you know, my good buddies growing up, I don't know how many hours we spent, you know, three inches away from their TV because they had like a 14 inch TV that we were playing four person split screen on. You know, and so you're sitting there playing Halo and trying to snipe guys and you're getting punched because they said your screen peeking. It's like, well, you're an inch away from me. (laughs) So I, I always remember that it was a lot of fun to, you know, play those types of games with your friends, um, you know, when we first started streaming, we played so much Realm Royale, mm-hmm. and that's how we met so many of our friends. Was you know, just saying, Hey, you know, I'm having fun playing this, but if you guys want to hop in and play games with me, let's do it. Um, right now, Amanda's playing a lot of Phasmophobia with our friends, and that's you know, it's another one of those games that I absolutely hate. That game playing by myself.
3: Oh, yeah. 100%.
2: Like I turned into a tiny, tiny child who was screaming at every sound and every everything.
3: <laughs> those things pop up on top of me every time. So they're like, Amanda, why are you screaming? I'm like, I don't know. Cause there's death right on top <laughs> of me. ghosts <laughs> hunting
2: me. But it's one of those games that I, I have so much fun playing, even with just one other friend in there. Mm-hmm. Because it, It adds to the game knowing that you can joke around with your friends while you're Mm -hmm. trying to accomplish whatever task it is. And you can mess around and have fun. And, you know, it's not just it doesn't feel like work. It feels like you're actually playing a game.
3: Yeah, because you really have to work together because you're trying you are I like it because it's not like um, you're not trying to die. (laughs) You're literally trying to find out what this thing is and trying to get some detective work while also staying alive working hard with your friends and making sure you know you're covering each other so you really have to it's a way to really bond and I think we've gotten really close with and uh, working really well with our friends that maybe we didn't play as many games with before but we're learning a lot how we're able to work with each other you know just like hey we work well together because you know we're talking we're we're learning a lot about each other because we both have the same goal we're trying not to die and we're trying to figure out what this is you know, before it starts trying to kill us all. So it's kind of like it's a re- great it's a great way to bond, and um, it becomes less scary because you're in there, and we're all we're all scared, but you have someone
0: there with you, and so it
3: makes it a lot more fun as well.
0: Now that brings me.
1: No wait, I'm gonna say because this is the one thing I do require. Okay. Like when I play, <laughs> like if I'm gonna play a game a lot, I have mm-hmm. to play with other people. Yeah. I don't like playing games alone. Like, I did mm-hmm. Final Fantasy, but... Oh, yeah. Like, that was when, like, I don't know, like, I could zone out. But I feel like I need to be talking to someone when I'm playing. However, yeah. if I'm playing with someone who's, like, 100 times better than me, I don't like playing that either. Like, I'm very <laughs> picky on, like, <laughs> what games I'm willing to play. Because, or I'll play with someone who's better as long as they're not, like, leaving me in the dust. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But...
1: I. <laughs> why, why, why are you
0: looking at me like that?
1: <laughs> why are you guilty? I'm
0: not oh attacking a-
3: anybody.
2: <laughs> I'm not naming any names, Donnie, but... <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> well, and see, that's the part of what I was going to bring up, so thank you for that, Peaches. Uh, with the implementation of, you know, network play through the PlayStation 3... Uh, Xbox 360. I, I know the the GameCube had a network adapter. The SNES had a network adapter. PS2, all that stuff. But it was through dial-up. And so you were very limited <laughs> mm-hmm. with how you could play. You could play Tetris. But I, I think that, for the most part, is is what you were stuck with. But with PS3, you know, Call of Duty, uh, Battlefield, uh, Even some of the fighting games where you could play across the network and then talk to each other while you're doing it. How do you feel that that has changed the way that that games are? Like, instead of just having NPCs or, you know, your characters, you actually have human interaction during gaming.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's... uh there's a lot to that and there's a lot now that people expect out of certain games Mm -hmm. because you even look at games like going back to rockstar with red dead redemption or grand theft auto where it is a big open world single player game but they added in this online aspect to it because people wanted to go be you know a cowboy out in the wild west with all their friends you know or whatever it is i think people now are you kind of expect games to be online to some extent mm-hmm. you expect to be able to do something with your friends because especially with, you know, this year everyone's kind of isolated because of, um, you know, the shutdowns everywhere. People are spending so much time online. People are spending so much time, you know, virtually with their friends. They want to take that over into games too, mm-hmm. you know, and, Like in our scenario, you know, we're halfway across the country from you guys. We're, you know, all the way across the country from some of our other friends. We've got friends on the Mm -hmm. East Coast, in the Midwest, in the the Rockies. We've got friends all over the place. UK, Canada. (laughs) UK, (laughs) we've got tons of Canadian friends, you know. And so it's one of those things that, you know, other than these games, we don't get to spend any time with them. You know, you can hop on a Discord call and chat and hang out, or you can play a game with them and do the same thing. And I think you get to bond with some friends a lot more that way. Yeah, and you get, get to to in
1: touch with everyone.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that's something too that because we're you know so much more connected with people that aren't in our immediate vicinity, you kind of have to have these outlets to you know spend time with them Mm -hmm. and so that's just video games kind of natural progression i guess where you know you you play games with your friends rather than just by yourself
0: are you guys i mean you mentioned realm uh with first person shooters third person shooters uh you know, there's there's not necessarily a story, there's not necessarily a lot of music, because it takes away from the, the shooting aspect, you know, hearing footsteps and stuff, which is ambiance and, you know, gives you a sense of real-world feel.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you expect more from your ears in games like that, where it's lacking in music? Um, if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, I you know, as far as like Call of Duty goes, I don't really play Call of Duty multiplayer a lot. I most of like the online shooter games I'll play will be like some type of battle royale game. And again, it's something where it's a little bit slower than, you know, traditional first-person shooter multiplayer. And so you get to again spend more time talking with your teammates and making plans, and it's it's fun in that sense, mm-hmm. rather than just your you know running around and throwing grenades and shooting and hoping for the best. So that's that's what I enjoy when it comes to at least shooter games online. I, I like played, the slower pace.
0: Yeah, I've, I've played a lot of Realm with you guys, mm-hmm. uh, even played some paladins. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, in those games, in those situations where it, it's not necessarily about the game. Yes, I'm competitive. I want mm-hmm. to win, but I want to have a positive interaction with mm-hmm. my friends. You know, I I want to improve every game. You know, whether it's communication, whether it's you know sharing details by pinging. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because if you're playing on a switch, unless you have the app downloaded and other people are playing on the switch, you really can't communicate. Uh mm-hmm. some people don't have mics. Some people don't like to use their mics because then then you get, hey, hey, you got a mic? Hey, talk to me. <laughs> hey. I, yeah, I want Thomas gets guy. annoying when he talks
3: like that too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but...
2: It's not very nice, man. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, in a situation like that, you know, the the whole thing is to have a positive experience as a team. Whether you're placing first or, you know, you're you're wiping out squads as a team and you're improving how many kills per game you get. Uh, it, am I missing anything on the the battle royale kind of aspect of it? I
3: mean, I think just the really on battle royale it really is all about the atmosphere i mean just kind of like it it's fun when you're playing with gate with friends and you're playing it and you're talking but then all of a sudden you do hear those footsteps or you hear that you know that chicken balking you know in realm royale or like you know that horse you're like someone's near but it's like it kind of brings you back to reality oh no there's someone near us and i think that's also like with phasmophobia What's fun about that game? I always go in I'm like, "Oh, I'm not going to be scared of this. I'll 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 be fine." And as soon as you walk in to the building, it just goes complete silence. And it's that silence so where there's like noise, but it's not noise at the same time. Yeah. And it's just so eerie. But those play like atmosphere plays a really big role. When you don't have music, but you have good atmosphere, that can really get you in there. Even when you're playing with friends and stuff and then you're just like oh, this is kind of scary, but at least I have my friends with me. And then when you're playing those <laughs> games by yourself, like when I would play Battle Royale games by myself and I hear someone by me, I was like, I'm going to die. I just need to sit in this corner. Maybe they won't see <laughs> me if I'm not moving. But like, I feel I'm more confident when I have friends around. I'm like, yeah, we could do it. It's okay if I die. When I'm by myself, I'm like, nope.
0: <laughs> see, and, and I think really you bring good. up a, a good point because I love Bendy bendy Mm -hmm. is an absolute just crazy game it it doesn't look like there's a lot to it when you're watching somebody Mm -hmm. but when i play i've got earbuds in and if Mm -hmm. you walk next to certain things you can hear whispers you Mm -hmm. can hear you know just this nastiness this uncertain evil feeling Mm -hmm. you know tingling in your eardrums and I wish that was multiplayer because I think mm-hmm. I would be able to handle it a lot better if I had somebody that was exploring it with me.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah.
0: it it does play tricks on your brain, and then mm-hmm. you start to think it's like
1: c- being home alone. Like, they- yeah, yeah,
0: e- exactly. And then you hear you know something roll across the floor, or your house settle, and the squeaking <laughs> of the
3: yeah
0: the, the hardwood upstairs or whatever. I I know Peaches played it. She was a very good sport. <laughs> And mm-hmm. in our last place, we we didn't have the setup that we have now. So we had all the lights off, and she was sitting in a recliner, and she was playing. And she had a black blanket hanging up behind us so you couldn't see our kitchen. <laughs> and I, I would crawl from oh, the no, hallway man. or oh, whatever, no. and then I'd pop up and just scare the bejesus out of her oh, because goodness, she was... Scared. She was. You did it first. You inspired me. We've <laughs> all
3: done it at least once a week. <laughs>
0: yeah. You have to. Uh, no, no joke. And it scares the bejesus out of me when she does it, but it's okay when I do it to her. <laughs> but that's when you know that you have a great game with atmosphere. Mm-hmm. If you've got atmosphere in a game, you don't necessarily need music. Yeah. You don't necessarily need, like too much of a story at the moment because sometimes in Bendy the story gets kind of blurred
1: mm-hmm.
0: but in, in graphically it's great it's like an old 40s 50s cartoon yeah. mm-hmm. and so it sucks you in and it's not linear but it is it, it's like a linear open world if that makes <laughs> sense because yeah. you can back back and there just needs to be more of that but with a little bit more action that's safe and not scary <laughs> i'm a
1: puss yeah
0: it's okay so let's talk about some examples mm-hmm. uh, with, with both of you of what you consider to be great games and why you
3: point a menina <laughs> Well, um, I mean, I think we've covered most of it, but uh, I mean, there's so many different ones. And I think for different reasons. And one of the games I can say emotionally scarred me. (laughs) Um, I'm not a big fan of prequels uh, because I hate when things are out of sequence and I have to go back. But I was like, fine. I tried Final Fantasy Crisis Core because I'm like, okay, everyone was really uh, obsessed about Seven. I'll try this out, blah blah blah, and it really had nothing to do with. Oh, the battling was great and all this stuff, but it was about this guy who was like, he's he's a young he's a young adult, and he was just kind of cocky. He's a soldier, and his name is Zach, and he's just like, you know. He's kind of that little cocky young guy, but he's very optimistic at the same time. You're kind of like, uh, he's a little arrogant, but whatever. We'll keep going. Is, and is just that Sergeant to...
0: Ephron? What? Is that Sergeant Ephron? Ephron? Yeah, Zach Ephron?
3: <laughs> Zach Ephron? Yes. <laughs> I thought you said Aferon. I was like, who's Aferon?
0: <laughs> oh, you, you don't know?
3: <laughs> you don't, you know. Know. You don't we, know. We went to Efron. high school
0: together, played on the <laughs> lacrosse team.
3: And as uh, basically the story develops, he just starts to mature as the game goes and things start to go awry and things go. I'm not going to like fully spoil everything, but um, I mean, some people should know by now it's been like 14 years. But (laughs) uh, basically, as the game goes, he starts to mature and he starts to see that things aren't going in the right direction, but he still kind of keeps his like morals And check, and he knows, hey, this isn't going the right way, but I still want to do do the right thing. And he just slowly starts to mature and does whatever he can to just basically be a good person no matter what, even though he's not anyone too big in this, like, game, really anything. It's just like he's a soldier. You know, he's he's not anyone... Big, but he you start to really connect with him because he has all these struggles and he just starts to go through all this growth because he just has so much stuff he has to deal with. But he always stays optimistic. And even when he's basically just totally basically on the ground and he's just like, hey, everything's gonna be okay. You're gonna make it through. And he's just bloodied and just bruised. And you're just like, wow, even with all the stuff he's gone through and he's basically, you know, on the ground, just, like, passing out, he's like, everything will be okay. And you realize this little cocky, arrogant kid has really grown up to be, like, just this awesome person, and then he's gone. <laughs> and you're just wow. like, wow. That, that and I never cried
0: brings so up much. I forgot. <laughs> Character development, and you just yeah. gave a prime example of it.
3: Yeah. I... I will say after that game, I'd never been, it is the most sad ending to a game. Cause it just brought you up to like really grow with this character. And then they, it, you know, he gets basically taken away. It's not in a bad way, <laughs> but I mean, it's just, it's, I'm I'm not really, you know, everyone knows by this point, I hope you do, but I mean, it's still like, I don't know. It was just, yeah, it's so good. And. Yeah. I don't know. I forgot there was a point to it that I was going to say, but now I just it was just I couldn't play Final Fantasy games until like last year because of that game, because it emotionally scarred me so much because I was so attached to him. Oh. Basically, that's how good it was. Just the story. Oh. It wasn't even like the battling was great, but just the story in general was so good. And the character development was so amazing. I was just like, I can't. I'm not gonna. Atta- I'm not gonna be attached to anybody else like I was him, and it just like, well, that was good. Never playing this game again, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way.
1: Yeah.
0: What yeah, about I you, peaches? Oh, go ahead.
1: The characters.
0: Well, just any, like, what's an example of a great game that you've played and why? Like, why do you consider it to be great?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go back to Wow.
0: <laughs> That's fine.
1: And I like playing on the PC. I but I really enjoyed. I thought that Wow was a great experience because when it was like my main, like first time really gaming, um, and back when I first started it in like two thousand seven, probably, like it was just, cool to be able to like I bought a headset and I could talk to people my best friend lived in a different state and I was gaming with her and her husband and my husband and we were all just gaming and able to chat and everything and it was just so much fun and I liked the storyline behind it um I liked like the quests and having a Mm -hmm. guild and i was like the queen of our guild and so <laughs> it was fun like i just like things like that where i could get on with our friends or even if they weren't on i do but we wouldn't ever really get ahead of the other person like we were all still just on the same level even if my um wizard or whatever i was i can't remember what it was you uh was like a lower level than them all i don't know it's just fun
0: mm-hmm. just working together yeah. Pure teamwork
1: Yep, Getting on chatting and then like we met these people You know just like you do on streaming Where they don't live anywhere near you But you get on and you're like oh hey how's your life And then you just like get chatting with them And
2: mm-hmm. getting
1: to know their life and their struggles And being there for them And then being there for you And it just wouldn't have been that way Like these people you would have never mm-hmm. met Had you not played this online game
2: mm-hmm. I respect that What about you, Thomas? You know, I think, you know, the the two main things for me, you know, again, goes back to playing with friends and just a game that, you know, is mechanically fine that you can play with your friends is a great game. Because you just, again, it's you're hanging out, joking with your friends, you know, learning about people's lives, you know, just really, really getting to know people in... You know a way that you wouldn't be able to otherwise i think that's that's why i play the games you know we do online like realm royale or you know call of duty Warzone or whatever phasmophobia any of these multiplayer games that are you know just mechanically fun games but you get to spend them with your friends i think it's a lot of fun even going back uh, i played a lot of runescape as a kid and that was one of those things uh My buddy who lived next door had a RuneScape account. My buddy who lived three houses down had a RuneScape account. Um, The two brothers who lived at the end of the street had RuneScape accounts. And so, you know, during the summertime, we would all go outside and play football or baseball or whatever all day. And then the sun would go down and we'd go transition straight from, okay, well, we're going to play games with each other to, okay, well, we're going to get on RuneScape. We're all going to go on World 3 you know, hop on, and then we just keep playing games together. Yeah. And I think it's that whole, you know, spend time with your friends and get to know them type of thing that I think makes a really fun game. And then on the, you know, kind of going back to what Amanda's saying, with, you know, the big open world games, or even like a a Halo game, which Halo is actually a really linear game, but they just made the world's look really, Mm -hmm. really beautiful, you know? Um, It's kind of that the the classic hero story, mm-hmm. like she was talking about with Final Fantasy Crisis Core, where you've got, you know, the the main character who either, you know, starts out at the top and loses everything and has to, you know, rebuild, or they start out with nothing and they have to grow into this certain mm-hmm. character that you're emotionally attached to by the end of the game or the end of the series or whatever it is. You know, even something like, you know, super mario 64 which i played you know there's you you get the sense that there's this growth because Mm -hmm. you know you start out with really nothing you don't have any stars you don't have access to the whole castle right and then as you grow you get different powers you can turn it into metal mario or you can get the mario with the wings on his hat or whatever it is and so you even in a game that's not really story driven at all like that you kind of get this sense of growth, and that this character, you know, is getting closer to reaching their goal, and you can you can get emotionally invested in that. Mm-hmm.
1: No. Sorry, I was just going to say, like the playing online with your friends. Like you're saying, you would play outside with them, and then you do, and that's what drives me crazy about people who are like, oh, go make real friends, go go outside, like don't you guys have like real friends? Or even about my son, who he games with his friends on there. And it's like, this is how it works. Like, you you make friends. Like, you have a real connection with people who you meet online. Obviously, we're talking with you guys. It's human and interaction. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. like, even if I were, like, 400 pounds and on this other line, we have a connection. Who cares what I look like, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, they're like, oh, yeah, you don't know who you're talking to. Who cares? You talk with them. You have fun.
0: Well, no, you know them just on yeah. a different level. Well,
1: exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Exactly. You can still get to know that person. And I don't know. I I think that it's cool. I think that it's great. And I still think that like those people can shove it because this is mm-hmm. like getting to know people and having actual friends still.
0: It's hilarious because my grandma has friends that she went to high school with that she still talks to on the phone at least once a week. <laughs> hasn't mm-hmm. seen each other in person mm-hmm. for sixty years, but they still have a phone call.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So what is the difference between having a phone call?
1: Yeah
2: and and talking for hours online mm-hmm. while you're accomplishing there's, something. There's yeah. not. <laughs> well and it's you know, yeah. and it's you're mm-hmm. talking for hours online with someone who has at least on some level a mutual interest mm-hmm. with you yeah. in whatever game you're mm-hmm. playing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, part of it too is even You know, the the biggest thing I've noticed is it's sometimes it's harder to know without seeing the person whether or not, you know, are are they really your friend? Are they, you know, just some random person on the Internet? But you can still get a feel for, does this person really have, you know, our best interest at heart? You know, do we have their best interest at heart? And there's people that we've met online that, you know, we're like, "Eh, maybe I don't want to hang out with them as much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's no different than, you know, meeting people in real life who, exactly. okay, well, I don't hang out with that person as much because mm-hmm. maybe, you know, we don't just mesh together or, you know, for whatever reason, they don't really like me or whatever it yeah. is. But you can you can do that same type of normal human finding your group of friends online as you can in real life. Mm-hmm.
0: To yep. me, it's like work. You don't always agree with your coworkers, mm-hmm. but you work with them. You're you're an acquaintance. You're not a friend, and that's mm-hmm. how online gaming can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that I will add to this: uh, before online play was a thing, I grew up with arcades, and mm-hmm. my dad never enjoyed home consoles because they weren't realistic. They didn't have the the feel, you know, the The zapper wasn't quite like picking up a shotgun. You don't hunt ducks with a, a pistol.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> my,
0: my dad was just nitpicking every detail. But we had an arcade in the gas station across the street from our house. I, I've talked about it before, but Revolution X is one of my all-time favorite arcade games because of the fact that my dad would come home from a stressful day at work and he'd slap down six quarters on the counter and ask me, you want to go across the street, get a drink, and play some some Steven Tyler Revolution X? I'd be like, "Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, let's do it. And so gaming can bring people together. Like, mm-hmm. my dad and I, like, shooter games...
1: Well, your kids and you, like, the kids and you, like, it just...
0: Well, yeah. I you mean, they're always
1: yeah. playing and having fun, and they love it.
0: And, and that's the thing. It it takes you away from what you're dealing with. It doesn't, you know, put it on the back burner indefinitely, but it helps you to kind of calm down from the situation, so you can see it from a different perspective instead of in the heat of the moment. And my dad and I would have serious conversations while you know playing carnival. Uh, time crisis or you know whatever shooter game was at the arcade and it was just incredible my friends would come over would play you know nintendo together super nintendo together and i'd have the same experience with my dad that i'd have with my friends and that is something to me that makes a great game the the story was extremely convoluted in revolution x uh, policemen uh, with guns and rollerblades. <laughs> I, I mean, it's
3: not... Safety was not an issue in it's...
0: this game. Well, I mean, they were wearing helmets. They had had elbow pads. They they had to promote safety first, but... Yeah, because rollerblading with a gun is safety. Rollerblading roller with a shotgun is pretty cop good. are a in the 90s, apparently. <laughs> What? Hit a rock. <laughs> Did they have
3: the '90s uh.
0: mustaches too?
3: <laughs> Rocks were your biggest enemy in the game.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you want That would have made it ten times better <laughs> say, to just watch one of funny. the the New World Order soldiers just faceplant and then get up. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> but I mean, the 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 time that you spend with the people that you enjoy spending time with, and then mm-hmm. being able to utilize that time online and transport yourself into a world without regular cares makes a great game for me. And Mm -hmm. then my, my final thought on this is I'm a huge kingdom hearts fan. Like Mm -hmm. I've never got into final fantasy. I I've loved the characters. I've loved the movies, just the games I haven't, haven't got into for myself, but watching the, the growth the, the story develop, you know, the, the twists and turns, like everything that just goes into that. Uh, Squaresoft, Square Enix, they make visually stunning games
2: mm-hmm. and
0: they create an atmosphere and they've got bright colors, you know, intense moments, uh, moments that make you want to cry just because mm-hmm. it just hits you, you know, friendship. uh Valuing the people that you love, letting them know the way you feel, you know, things that you can take from a game and implement into your real life. That's another thing to me that makes a great game. So before we wrap this up, why don't you let our listeners know how they can find you?
2: Well, we are on, you know, Twitch, Twitter, Discord, Steam, everywhere we are, Instagram. (laughs) It's all Kizarks, K-I-Z-Z-A-R-K-S. We kept it simple. So we got the same name everywhere. Um, We do a variety of games. Um, Right now I'm playing, I think I said earlier, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, Amanda has been playing... A new jrpg
3: ys and then tokyo xanadu and phasmophobia so i've been
2: going between all those three like yeah we do a a variety of stuff i i'm more likely to get hooked on a game for stream Mm -hmm. like you know assassin's creed i'll i'll play through until i finish the story and then i'll find another game Mm -hmm. on stream um But I stream on Mondays and Fridays. Amanda streams on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then we do the odd, you know, I might do a Wednesday night stream or we might do a a weekend stream just depending on how we're feeling and how work goes and everything else. But we're Kazarks everywhere. Um, And yeah, we're we're fairly easy to find.
3: We're trying to sometime soon. We've been it's been in the works, but getting podcast type stuff going too eventually, for the both of us for different things. But yeah, that'll be in the works too.
0: I I can't recommend you guys enough. Um, I I always pop in late on Thomas's streams uh, just because they're in the evening when he gets home from work. But I I try to pop in on Amanda's streams as often as I can because. It's a great way to hang out with my friends while I'm stuck at work. Mm -hmm. Like, the interaction is always great. Uh, She generally starts off streams with, like, a just chatting session. Mm -hmm. And it shows you what a good person she is because she knows basically what's going on in everybody's lives. She checks on everybody. Yeah,
3: I do have a weird memory. I do remember way too many things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And if you pop in, you won't regret it. Like I can't recommend them enough, Thomas. It if you're ever in there when I'm in there, I'm always saying the most ridiculous stuff just to try to get him to break character or to laugh or to not know how to react. I like to see him go red. It's one of my favorite things.
3: His whole his whole entire head goes red.
0: Yeah, I don't have any hair, you can't so hide I, when, his when head. I blush,
2: my whole my whole head turns red.
0: See, and that's how I am, because yeah. I'm bald as well, so I understand it completely, and it's always nice seeing somebody else do it instead of me. <laughs> so, for real, these two are just an amazing couple. They're genuine. Great people. They're, they're as real as you can get. Um, we had them at our house, and if I didn't trust them with my life, we wouldn't have let that happen. And And... We've only met them in person once. So that tells you mm-hmm. the quality and the caliber of Thomas and Amanda. So do you have anything left to say, Peaches? I don't think so. What about you, Thomas and Amanda?
2: We just really appreciate you guys. I mean, yeah. the both of you are, it's been great, you know, knowing you guys and building a relationship over the internet, I think was one of the themes we talked about is, you know, okay. you can you can find people that share interests and are really good people anywhere Mm -hmm. and you know this the the platforms that we have where we get to meet all these people is awesome Mm -hmm. yeah so we just you know appreciate you guys for what you do and being being such kind people to us
3: i think it's good for people to know that there are genuine good people out there and if you just be a little gutsy and maybe put yourself out there, and you're gonna you're gonna find those people who are good, honest people who will want to hang out with you and chat with you, and just you got to make that first move.
0: Yeah. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So, well, I I think that about wraps it up. What do you think? Yeah. W- what do you guys think? We cover everything.
1: Did you did oh, we yeah. cover everything on your forty
3: pages though? no but it's okay we can talk about that later
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you want know, to this has been a great conversation and if you guys are down we'd love to have you on again
3: yeah of yeah, course absolutely
0: so we will go over the rest of the 40 pages on some <laughs> other some Shoot, other we'll episode yeah we'll, we'll uh we'll do a part two of this hopefully if if our schedules you know
1: next time tell me what we're talking about then i can be prepared i'm the <laughs> only one that's not prepared that's not very nice
3: yes i'm taking notes of all the wrong things you said now <laughs> <laughs> next time next time
0: well we'll, we'll have two lists we'll, we'll have list and list. thomas you and i should make a list too of, final drafts of, of ways that we can Pictures? console each other when we're sad i i so well, think it'd be more fun I, I think it would, it would be
2: more fun to give Amanda and Peaches the topic, but have it be a completely different topic so we start talking. <laughs> what?
3: So we just all are, have anxiety and we just cry. That sounds great. I love that.
2: It. it's love going to it. be a podcast on how you deal with pressure
0: <laughs> hey, next time we're going to discuss super mario world 2 yoshi's island thomas we're really talking about halo um,
3: go <laughs> good i haven't well now i need to try to play that game all right <laughs> let's go
0: <laughs> well you guys have been fantastic it has been such a pleasure to have you on the program so anybody who is not following on twitch like I said, I can't endorse them enough.
1: Yeah, go go watch them.
0: Like go Peaches follow. and I both try to pop in. We've played uh, Cards Against Humanity with them. Uh, we've just just enjoyed hanging out with them any way that we can. So, for reals, you've got my seal of approval for whatever that means. <laughs> That's a the seal. star. <laughs> Still, I was sticking it on
1: a paper
0: yeah you can't see but she's doing a lot of movements (laughs) with her hands right now no you
1: can't see i forgot
0: (laughs) but like i said hopefully we'll continue a conversation in december sometime yep and we'll we'll talk more you guys will get to know the fabulous kizarks like we've gotten to know them so much love to you guys but peace we out love
1: peace and chicken grease
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to wrap up another episode of Grab Life by the Controller. Appreciate everybody for spending your time with us. We hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving Day holiday celebration, whatever you chose to do or what you were able to do. I really do hope it was great. As we come into, you know, the Christmas season, Hanukkah, all of that stuff, no matter what what you believe no matter what you choose to celebrate know that we are celebrating with you we love all of our listeners and i really do mean that from the bottom of my heart so if you like what you hear uh if you want to be involved in the conversation find us on instagram grab life by the controller you can find us on twitter at GLBTC because i had to abbreviate it it's a long freaking name and then if you want to come hang out and have shenanigans on Twitch, just grab life by the controller. Once again, longest name in the world, but hopefully it's memorable. Much love, and seriously, we appreciate all of our guests, and we, we couldn't do this without them. Them taking time out of their day to have conversations about gaming brings us all closer, and I absolutely love and respect everybody that we've had on the show so here's to future episodes with new guests we're gonna call it there peace we out